Oh my goodness, we're back. Sorry. We said at the beginning of this podcast we were going to do, you know, every or Fridays and then we went to three Fridays and two Fridays off and it's been four Fridays since we posted. Um, we've had a ton of stuff going on. Um, 4th of July was in there. Uh, a couple trips were in there. Uh, what else was in there? Dan's um, not here right now. He's um, probably doing something at his house because we put in floors. Him and Dad did the majority of that. He ripped out walls. They painted. Um, so he's been doing a ton of stuff. I've been doing a ton of stuff. But in the meantime of doing all that stuff, we were able to sit down with our buddy Nate Hosey, who is a turkey-killing, songwriting, guitar-picking Pennsylvanian. And uh, Dan has known him and has written with him a few times. Um, I have not written with him yet. That better happen. Um, But anyway, yeah, we sat down with Nate, and he was great. Nate was great. So we got that podcast coming up for you. But first, blue, otter, polarized, sunglasses. Can't say enough about them. Uh, July 4th around the pool. Everybody had days on. We got to hang out with the blue otter guys in Alpharetta um, a couple nights ago. They're Italian-made frames, Carl's Ice lenses. They're the best in the games, man. So go and pick you up a pair at blueotterpolarized.com. Y'all enjoy uh, our sit-down with Nate. Here it is. To the chicken shine and they're sipping and they get it how we're living down home. These are my kind of some folks. Yeah. Oh. Dude, we're lucky enough to have on Nate Hosey today. Uh, I want to explain a little bit about who Nate is to me, anyway. So, obviously, people know that Reed and I write songs here in Nashville, Tennessee. If you're listening to this podcast, you already know that. Uh, Nate showed up. And as a rider, as a hunter, we immediately became buddies, wouldn't you say? Yeah, man. I mean, it was in, it was instantaneous. I think so, too. I think so, too. It was during turkey season this past year. It usually is instantaneous with guys like that have the foundation like we do. That's exactly. When I walked in and saw him strutting, I was like, I like this dude. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was literally I like, I was the like way this guy struts. Yeah, and he's like, I wasn't even trying it. It was just yeah. natural. <laughs> now, you had just got through blowing a head off a turkey in Dixon, I think. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was a good morning. It was a good season in Tennessee, I think. Mm-hmm. Did you kill a bunch of birds here? Yeah, you know, we had a, we had a good uh, season overall. That first week was a little bit up and down. You know, there was a lot of rain and some different weather. But That's true. for the most part, man, it, it turned around pretty nice. And, you know, it felt like it was a pretty good year out here for most people. Let me tell you about what Reed did on the opening day of season this year. You remember whiffing that bird? I don't, uh-uh. dude. This I is... called that bird down the hill in the, in your lap, and it, you. Whiffed? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you explain that. Can I explain the whiff? Yeah, sure. I I miss on turkey sometimes. I feel like you you might have pulled a hamstring just before the shot. That's usually about probably. I, if I miss, I immediately fake an injury. Yeah, you know, I like, roll my ankle. Oh, you fake an injury. Oh, my contact. Yeah. Did, did that did that bug get you too? I yeah, just got bit. I, no, I. <laughs> yeah, I usually. I mean, I've got. I've killed a ton of turkeys, but. 
I can tell you probably. Did you hear that little soft flex right there? I've killed a ton of turkey. He had to flex. His <laughs> shoulders little. got bigger there for a second. He's all saying. He's just like, oh. I'm just saying I do also up? have a handful of good miss stories. And and one of them was Open Bay last year. Would you that a good miss? I'm saying as a, as a story. I mean, dude, I've got plenty of stories where you miss, bro. I mean, not plenty, but I mean, you know, I mean, I mean I missed last year. Uh, I've been there many a times, and it seems like no matter no matter how much you practice, no matter how many times you shoot, there are always a handful throughout a year or throughout every couple of years that you literally miss, and you're like, I honestly don't know how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? un- like, unexplainable. There are, yeah, there are some that you could be like, oh gosh, man, hit that stinking limb, woof, for yeah. sure, you know, yeah. and, rushed and, it. But then there are those others that you're like, there's no excuse. Yeah, yeah there is true. no excuse. You know what I mean? That was one of those. <laughs> so just to get into it before we get into it. Uh, Nate Hosey is a professional hunter, mm. dude. Mm, careful how you say that. I don't believe I, in pro hunters. No. Maybe Jim Shockey because he's got the hat. Shockey. You know what I mean? You may be Jim, but I, I'm I, I'm telling you, I don't believe in a pro What's hunter. What's your title? What do you, so what do you call yourself? yourself? I would say that I'm an outdoor hunting enthusiast. I'm Come an, on, I, I'm dude. all out there to promote the sport in a positive manner. don't pay their mortgage <laughs> with hunting. I know, but I felt like enthusiast was the word we needed today. That was okay. a good one. <laughs> okay. A good I one. I thought, what word do I usually not use ever? Let's yeah, bring it here. Let's bring it to light. Enthusiast. Who you got in the corner over here, man? Who's this weird dude? It's our dude? boy Scoob over there. Chaco. Main producer, editor. How about it? Get you a little He's the pilot there. of the whole ship. He's what makes it fly. You know what I mean? Mississippi State fan, no less. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Go dogs. No, man. Headhunters has been, I mean, shoot, we, we say it all the time, you know, as you guys know, you yeah. guys are true hunters. Yeah. There is no pro. I mean, animals will humble you any any day of the week, you know what I mean? I and I think that. that absolutely. I think that with what we do time and time again. Yeah, we look so. at our platform as just like, hey, let's go out there and show people all the great blessings that this sport brings to us, hunting, fishing, the outdoor lifestyle. And let's use this platform to promote the positive light of it all. Show the respect for animals, show the respect for the sport, other hunters, and just at the end of the day, have fun. Show how fun hunting is, how absolutely. much it hits and connects yeah, with man. us. Um, you know, so that's you know, with headhunters, that's really what's been, you know, such a blessing is just being able to, I mean, you look at where it's taken us, not only the amazing hunts and all the places across the country, but, you know, for us to meet and be friends. Yeah, would, we, be I would, here, would you know? we be friends? Would we be buddies? Would we have written songs together had it not been for turkey hunting and deer hunting? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't think so, man. No. I don't know that I Why? would. Why? Because you're hard to get a right with? Okay. <laughs> I tried to call him before he knew I had it. He has cuts and stuff, (laughs) singles. Come on, man. Come on. I'm just saying, it's interesting the way a six string and a shotgun brought us to be buddies, man. Oh, shoot, yeah. And a lot of buddies in this town, man. I mean, honestly. And I mean, hunting and country music. You know, I mean, one of the first guys I met when I came to town. Uh, was Rhett. So let's talk know. about how you came to town. You met Rhett or what? How that yeah, worked? so I came. I actually had, had met a couple of buddies. Uh, that are, I call them buddies now, but it reached yeah. out to me from William Morris, and they were the first ones to really bring me out here. And, you know, they Why? Because they saw you playing? I, I I don't know if they saw me on a show playing, where they, but somehow yeah. they, they knew about me, yeah. you know, contacted me. We come out here, and uh, one of the first people they introduced me to is Rhett, which now I had known Rhett, not personally, right? but I had known him through. He was on What Else Show, you know, Bone Collector mm-hmm. and Road Trips, and he was part of Real Tree, so I knew him. Already, but gotcha. you know, he was one of the first that I really met, and, and we came, we became buddies really up until the last couple of years. Really, never even worked on much music, just went hunting, you know, shot turkeys and, yeah, and yeah. deer and stuff, and just yeah. buddies, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, so when I came to Nashville, you know, over the last couple of years, as I've gotten more serious about trying to write songs and you know, this new project, I've really tried to align myself with people who were authentic to me, you know, yeah. authentic to the life that I live. and 
you know, I have a lot to learn when it comes to songwriting, but one thing I figured out when you can get around somebody who knows how to yelp at a turkey and knows how to grunt up a buck to his tree stand, you know what? The songwriting thing kind of comes together because you guys are on the, you guys are kind of on the same page. So, you know what I mean? What better town to be in than Nashville country music talk about hunting and fishing? Yeah. And that's, and that's spoken like a true artist because any artist that you write with, you know, that comes in on a Tuesday or whatever to us goes, Hey man, you know, I feel like writing this today. And then whether it's a breakup or about their grandfather or a truck or whatever, man, I, it, I think it's cool to to bring in these ideas, you know, kind of twist yeah. it a little oh, bit. Yeah, dude, let me tell you something. There's nothing fun. more refreshing than yeah. an artist that comes in with something to say. And what that's what I think is so beautiful about this project that you're working on is that you are passionate about this. Um, it's your lifestyle. You're inspired by this. And, like, just to have an inspired mind in the room that says, hey, man, I want to go this direction. This is kind of what I want to say. Can you guys help me say it? Or, or what input do you have on this subject matter? Yeah, those it's are just, great. E- those are great days. Honestly, dude, it's kind of easy today. I'm not. I'm yeah, sorry. And, <laughs> I mean, I look at it like this. I mean, you know, music is something that, in my opinion, has saved me in a lot of ways in my life. You know what I mean? Music is <sighs> music is something for, for everybody. Yeah. Whether you're, you know, if you're a writer, if you're an artist, if you're not at all, music inspires people. Music changes your you know your mood it, it makes you feel good it makes you feel bad it makes you whatever you know music is a delicate delicate thing in life and, yeah. and you know when i started kind of getting into music heavier i was like man this it, it's it saved me from a lot of things that you know and helped me kind of through a lot of things so how did you get into it how what started you like man i think i i think i'd like to learn a couple chords in the guitar and i really like tom petty or whatever yeah, what brought you to it it's kind of a crazy story to be 100 percent honest and uh Probably not a lot of people know it, but so when I was in college, you know, exclusive. I, I, yeah, oh, man, I was almost. I was like breaking. You'll hear it here at first on the no, TVH dude, podcast. We get deep. <laughs> we get deep. <laughs> brought to you by Blue Water Polarized. Like, <laughs> and now all these years later, I could still play G, D, and C. But yeah, you know, I'm no, still. You know, no, I mean, no, I, I know least, what you're saying. I know you're saying. So, anyways, it kind of it happened by a deer hunting accident. To be honest, I was going hunting back in uh, going into college. I played a lot of football in Pennsylvania. And uh, going into college, I went to uh, play football in college. And three days into my winter break, I was going deer hunting with my buddy yeah. and uh, two of my buddies. And my friend was driving, lost control, and hit a tree. Mm. And when he hit the tree, I broke my neck in the wreck. You're kidding No, me. I'm dead serious. So, How old were you? I was uh, probably, I think I was 21, 21, 22. Dude, I had no idea. So I broke my neck and uh, ended up being in a halo for like two months. I don't so even know what that is. What is it's a It's a contraption. So I had what was called a type 2 odontoid fracture. So like my C1 kind of spun and snapped my bone that like your head rotates on. Kind of. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it was an incredible – it was a blessing, honestly. Like it, it, I had an angel on my shoulder. Like God had intentions. Yeah. Weird how those things um, work. You know, your neck looks great. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I got a nice scar and a couple yeah. of screws and rods in there. But right <laughs> yeah. now I'm doing pretty good. you still have the halo? Good. I, I kept it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and they hit, they put um, four screws into the first layer of skull, so it keeps your head from moving, oh so it can heal. Gosh. So at that time, you know, I'd, I'd never been, I've always been outside a lot like you guys have, yeah. so I've never been into video games and things like that, but my buddies got me PlayStation, because mm. I couldn't leave my house for like a month so my incisions can heal and all. Right. So for like a month, I was heavy into Madden. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm, this is the real deal. You know, Cabela's Hunter. I was, I was, I was a gamer for like a month. <laughs> Cabela's Hunter. Did you yeah. ever figure it out? I can't ever no. figure those hunting no. video games out. No, man. I can't figure it out at all. Like, I, I have one good round, then I go through five terrible rounds. Okay, just making sure it wasn't just you know? me. Yeah. So you just turn the red dot on and go find the animal, yeah. and shoot it, and go to the next. Map. A track was found. Like, <laughs> yeah. Gosh, yeah. Nobody actually hunts like that. <laughs> fourteen point buck. <laughs> that, that, that's exactly what it came down to. So after about a month, I was like, to be honest, it just ain't me. 
You know, it's like, yeah. I, I told my mom, I was like, and my mom and dad, I was like, hey, you know, I was thinking, uh, I'm going to learn how to play guitar. They're like, at that point, they feel bad for me. You know, I still got kind of like longer hair. The back is shaved. Ooh. I feel like all the kids in town are like waiting to see me walk past the window. Be like, there he is. Yeah. Like, I look uh-huh. like. The freak. Yeah, I just look uh-huh. like terrible, you know. Yeah. And so like, okay, we'll get you a guitar. You know? So they got me a guitar and 30 seconds in, I was like, okay, I'm over it. I'll back to Matt and I'll never learn how to play that freaking It's tough, thing. man. Yeah, like the idea and I didn't have any like direction yeah, i was just totally. like oh this must be easy right you know? and it's just like yeah. brutally hard yeah yeah it is well when i'm 21 yeah. you get a little older man that's it's hard, it's hard to tough. teach an old dog new tricks man. yeah and i don't have any patience so it was like right. i'm like I'm you gotta have a lot of that too. Yeah, i'm like i'm not gonna learn <laughs> i how gave to it up a couple times thing. before sticking with it yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it's like yeah. just seeing everything about it the concept of it yeah is so difficult you know yeah well it's easy like especially you're you like to hunt and, and, and like sports and stuff like that. Like, you know, growing up, baseball, it was easy to throw a baseball and it was easy to catch a football and easy yeah. to hit a golf ball. And so when you pick up the guitar, you're like, oh, I'll just learn it. Yeah. And then three weeks later, you're breaking it Your across the wall, taking hurt. it back. Everything yeah. hurts. You're like, I'm yeah. not going to put myself through the agony of my fingers feeling this way. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Calloused buildup yeah. and all that. Yeah. Throw me a football. Watch how easy it is. No you doubt. Know? So. Anyways, I gave it up, and then I have uh, three younger sisters, and one of my younger sisters played the intro to Creedence Snow. Bound, down, down, down. To what? Down, oh, yeah. Corner, down, down. So in my head, I'm like, okay, number one, I don't even know my own sister. How do you know how to play guitar? And it wasn't good, but it was at least <laughs> good to what I knew something. what it was. You yeah. know? So long story short, her friend Tommy had taught her, well, that was in December, and that August, she was actually killed. A guy ran a stop sign in our town. A lot of wrecks and, uh, in this Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough year. It was Gosh, 10 months, man. It was, a, it was December was my wreck, that August. Scott blew the stop sign. Mm. So, you know, it was a tough couple. It was a tough year for me. Sure. You know, I was, I, was, I was hurt. You know, I was bummed. I was upset. I was mad. I was everything you could be, you know. And then I kind of find comfort. One day I was just looking at, at a guitar and I was like, you know, I remember her playing that. And I was like, freak it. You know, like, let's, let's try to learn it. Yeah. So I started playing, you know, trying to really learn it, you know, yeah. looking at YouTube and like trying to learn how, how to play it. And a couple of years later in college, you know, at the end, of, well, I was in college, so. A couple years later, I was in this like huge cover band in yeah. college, just by like this randomness, you know. I'm mean? playing every stinking Tom Teddy song I learned, you know what I mean. And before that, I'd have been roofing, so I was like, man, I can make money playing music. I'm off this roof, you know. I was like, getting sure. off the roof, but you know, that's why I say like with music, not only did people's music, you know, artists or writers like yourselves, and and, and you know, as you guys grew up inspired by people, right. not only did music kind of save me in that realm, you know, learning to play music kind of helped me cope with it. Of like. It, it, you know, it, it was something that kind of developed along that whole thing. And now, not that I've played anything major, but I've played and opened up for artists and played yeah, some man. crazy shows. Dude, you're tour. in Nashville awesome. writing songs. You yeah. Did, isn't it like, brought you here. And, and it's weird, you know, like on the show, I, I paint my face, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and everybody's like, man, it's a Batman, it's this. But it really is supposed to mimic the letter M on my face, which her name was Marla. No! So, you know, like, that's kind of my logo in, uh, you know, within the music and stuff. So when I look at it... Is that an exclusive, too? It is an exclusive. That's a exclusive, man. But, you know, so that's kind of where the paint has come from. And, you know, now you see kids going dressed as it. and You know, you see women and men. and stuff. I see little kids. Yeah, it's all supposed to be, like, positivity. But for me, like, when I look up and I see my name, like, if I'm playing music somewhere, because here's the thing. I mean, you guys are as good as it gets. When I come to town and sing in front of you or Rhett, I mean, I can yelp at a turkey all day long. I mean, and, <laughs> but when I yeah. got to get in here and sing, it's it makes me like huh. it intimidates me because it's not necessarily my comfort. Yeah. So like when I look at that, I just think it's just kind of my comfort. You know, it's just like you know, this is maybe in the worst thing of my life, 
I found something that was supposed to happen. Come you know on, what I mean? Man. So that's kind of where... You're about to write a song right now. If that's not words of a songwriter, I don't know what it yeah, is. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if it, it makes you feel any better, when I put that mouth call in, I was super nervous to blow it in front <laughs> of you. I know, dude. man. You're yeah. a pro, man. I mean, there's a lot of guys... It's funny because... I watched some Thanks of those for sharing shows. all that, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was awesome. That's awesome. I watched I watched some of those shows and um there's some guys on those shows that can't call, man. They really can't call. And then your show comes on and it's like exactly what a turkey sounds like. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you got game, dude. Well, I pr- game I recognized it, game in the in the turkey call. Well, it's like lesser game recognized dude, bigger game. I'm not game. saying I'm a pro. I'm just saying maybe I picked up some tricks from your boy over here. Maybe he told me about the flex tone strut, oh, yeah. and that maybe I works. bought one, and maybe, maybe we, we shot can... a slow mo video of it. <laughs> a few of them. I'm a just saying, <laughs> you're just as inspiring, and and my, and one of my passions, hopefully, is as what we do is to you. Well, shoot, and, and I appreciate that. I mean, you know, when it comes to turkey hunting, I'm gonna be honest, it's no different. I mean, I'm literally obsessed with it. I mean, I love deer mm. hunting, I love everything, but turkey. That's the one. I though. mean, it's it's it. Okay, it's so it here's an me. interesting question we've been asking people that are dabbling in both recently. We're not so dabbling. You, We're all in. No, I'm on saying both. on both. In both. You know. Yeah. So, okay. So you got a deer rifle. Let's say right behind scuba where there's a wall. And I want to ask you this too. So you'd be thinking about this too. <laughs> so there's a, right there, there's a deer rifle. There's a shotgun. There's a bow. And there's a guitar. For the rest of your life, you, get, you can pick two. And that's all you get for the rest of your life. What are you picking up? I mean, if I, I'm, I'm definitely going. So once again, deer rifle, two seventy. Well, there's two seventy. Here's the deal. Twelve gauge with, with a, that deer rifle. Are you allowed to shoot anything? As I mean, or is it like if you take the deer rifle, you can only hunt deer. If you take the shotgun, you can only hunt turkeys. If you take, if you pick up that deer rifle, you can never pick up a shotgun again. If you pick up that deer rifle, that's your weapon of choice, and you, your bow's still sitting there, your guitar's still sitting there, but like, what are you picking up? Um, I mean, if if because you that's can't shoot turkeys do. with a rifle, you know, you would be you would be done shooting turkeys as far as shooting turkeys. You can still shoot them with a bow if you wanted to, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say, I mean, you got to go with the rifle. I mean, here's why. I'm just looking at it like this. Oh, if see, I, this if I had to pick one animal to hunt for the rest of my life, if I had to pick one animal to hunt, let me guess, it would be turkeys. Oh, okay. Okay, if I if I can only hunt one, really, it'd be spring turkeys. I love it. But if I'm going off of hey, I've only got one thing I could shoot. I mean, I can shoot a dang turkey with a rifle. <laughs> I, mean, like, I so, know, but you know, and if you're real hungry because this is the only thing you got left, and that deer's <laughs> at 200 yards, I'm gonna shoot that deer at 200 yards too. Yeah, like, right. If you're surviving, so I'm going with that deer rifle. Okay. And then I'm going with the guitar. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. What was last? What was the? Yeah. Okay. It's Scoop. versatility. You're on Scoop. It's versatility. Hang on, Scoop. Do you play guitar? No. Okay, so we got to do uh, something. No, different. don't lie. You play some bass. Oh, play, he plays. Oh, yeah, okay. I do have a bass. Yeah. Put a camera out there. Yeah. Okay. You've got <laughs> a whatever you were shooting with today. A guitar. No, you got that. A deer rifle, a bow, and a shotgun. What are you picking up? You got two choices for the rest of your life. You cannot pick up the other things. I'm gonna have to stick with a shotgun. Oh, he's staying shotgun because he knows he can use a slug oh, for deer rifle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And that wasn't thrown into my equation. And then, and then you said camera, right? Yeah, camera's there for you. Well, shotgun and a camera. You're not grabbing that camera. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you should see him on the hunts where, where he's hunting. It's like, that camera's like, get that thing out of my hands. <laughs> I'm done yeah, with it. You get, 
I don't know. The camera puts money in my pocket, and then the shotgun puts food on the table. Give so me a little bit of how you how did you decide to pick up a camera and start doing this? How did you fall into it? Man, it really you used to film for cops. Yeah, no uh, way. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. I just oh, thought that I was fit. like, I yeah. Thought, yeah. No. I was like, please, <laughs> yeah, no, stories for cops. I wasn't filming. Yeah, just the filming stuff, all that stuff. As much, I don't know. You probably had this with music too, as sure. far as most stuff starts in church. That's Absolutely. Your daddy's a preacher, right? Absolutely. So is ours. Dude. What does he yeah. preach? What, what kind of church? Southern Baptist. Woo! Let's go, baby. Where are you from? Greenwood. Mississippi. Greenwood, Mississippi. He's a state yeah. fan. I guarantee dad knows his dad, too. No way. Really? Sure. More, you want me to call him? More than likely. Sure. He does, he does uh, revivals and stuff all the time yeah. down there. Or did. Um, but yeah, just everything started off in church. The camera stuff started. Went to Mississippi State. Graduated in 09. Hell State. Hell State did the whole broadcasting thing. Didn't want to do the news stuff. Really wanted to stick to the outdoors and just made that application from the studio to the. Keep to in the mind woods. during football season and deer season. Yeah, he is allowed when he's filming me in the tree stand. If state scores, he can ring his cowbell on his phone. <laughs> so that's 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 a true story. I mean, I'm not. We're not making that up. Even if it's deer season, you know, Miller rut. If they score, he just lets a, he lets a little cowbell out out there in the tree. You got like a phone cowbell. Or something? <laughs> that's a true story. That's not like not to make cool. That's, that's awesome. for real. Oh yeah, <laughs> we, we, we need to start games. doing that. Yeah, because most of the time we're in double sets, so mm-hmm. whoever's in the low one will have sure. the phone out and the camera guy staring out like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Or was right. that it? I mean, that was about it. Oh, he wrapped it up. Scuba wrapped it up. Okay. You start hunting. Ooh, I'm. Let's see. Is it? Uh, I don't know. I had a BB gun. Whenever Daddy knocked down a dove, I'd go out and finish it off. Oh yeah, boo. Bring it back like a little. We retriever. call that the dog around here. You were the dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It all. Everything usually starts with birds, and then you work your way up to deer and all that good stuff. Dad said he preached in Grenada, Mississippi. How close is that to you? 20, 20 minutes. Okay. Twenty five minutes. That's they where he they was. probably knew each other. Yeah. Or do you know? What was your dad's name? name? Jim Phillips. Or is it, you know Jim Phillips? From we, we green rabbits. Yeah. We're ne- never really big like we don't have we don't have a whole lot of family land. Yeah. But we all we were always with dad being in the church. There was always people wanting to take us and have you know, going on invites and things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And being in a big ag community like that, everybody's got you know, deer. Are you shooting ducks problems. over there? Yeah, ducks, ducks, deer, doves. That's kind of Delta, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What kept you from being an Ole Miss fan? I don't know. You're not a loser. Yeah, <laughs> there's about, a lot. That's about right. I, I couldn't. I can't get over the the tension down there between. There's some know, the tension. You know, I mean, there's some. It's not. It's real. But it can go. It can go either way. I mean, we we had a we had a good enough group of friends where if. It was a slow weekend in Starkville. We'd all go to Oxford, or if Oxford was slow, everybody would come over to yeah. Starkville. So it was always, always, say, always something going on. It's I always say I can't, I can't hate Ole Miss too bad because my cover band made a lot of money off them Ridge Boys <laughs> over there. Dude. We, is that, is that what you were talking library. about? Your show shirts earlier? I, I, we will not. Go Reed, he was show. talking about his show shirts that he had. You know, had a couple show shirts. Yeah, he he definitely had some. Uh, I still rock one. It's, it's Jamie Davis and Soul Gravy shirt. Yeah, it's, he it's knew got, Soul Gravy. Yeah. 
Dude, most people from Mississippi in the last, if if they were around in the last 15 years, knew your band. Appreciate that. I didn't say they liked them. I just said they knew them. Hey, Scooby, do you like my band? Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. He does have some show shirts. He should, he's got CDs still. I couldn't fit those show shirts on my calf at this point, man. They were like large. You need to try them back on to a throwback, throwback show shirt. Throwback show shirt. (laughs) That'd be a terrible post, man. I'd be it'd be like a bowling ball in a tube sock, man. If I'd stretch that thing out, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so you got you started hunting. You started our music gotcha. How did you decide to take hunting? Like, what was like? Let's let's build a show. How do you, how did that? You come know, I, when I first got involved in the outdoor industry, you know, in college, I, my mom and my dad were like, "Hey, look, you can go for whatever you want to go for, but we, we want you to go." What were you majoring in college? In college, I actually got a degree in education, so I can mold the young minds of America which is scary Ooh. to think, but I can. Okay, I'm not going to. You know what I mean? It's not. I'm not going to, but I'm saying yeah, I can. So, you could if you yeah. were. Yeah, you're licensed to. But um, right. she's like, you can go at every, but I just want you to get a college degree. So I respected that. I went for it. And college was fun. I mean, no different like you said, playing that cover band. and for like sure. College was fun. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it, was, it was really a good time. Well, then I got involved with some pro staff stuff and didn't necessarily know how I would make a living in the outdoor industry. You know, knew I wanted to. Never was like, man, I need a TV show. I need this. But uh, I got in a competitive column for a while, Turkey Calling, and had some success in that and met some people and ended up going to work for HS as a field producer. Met a guy named Matt Moret, uh, who was a big hunter out of our area, a few hours south of me. Yeah, I know Matt. HS yeah. Strut, which is yeah. a company. So I started, yeah. yeah, so I started filming for them, field producing, and through that and trade shows, uh, met Randy Birdsong, and he had kind of been thinking, he was working with Whitetail Freaks at the time, he had been thinking about doing this own project that he wanted to call Headhunters and originally i was just going to go on and kind of help with the production side of things but yeah. as it turned out you know he's like man what do you think about being like a guest the first year and i was like sure i mean shoot you know for a pa boy growing up i was like i'll hunt anywhere you know absolutely, absolutely. so it you know they got me a few hunts that year and started to work you know and you know I, we're getting ready to film our 10th season now and it's man i mean it's 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 been a blessing because I mean, no different than this than this journey in the music side of things and, mm-hmm. you know, having the opportunity to meet some incredible people like you guys. I try to be authentic in everything that I do. Like, I want to do stuff that I'm passionate about. Hunting, when we do this show, as I said, like, it's never about being a great hunter, a pro hunter. It's that yeah. people know we love it. That's yeah. that's the goal. Like, we want to promote the light of it, not people think, oh, man, you know, Hosey's a good hunter or, or whoever's a good hunter. No, the goal is to go out there and let everybody know we love it. We love this lifestyle. We did it way before the cameras. We'll do it way after the cameras. Amen. Um, but we're just utilizing our platform to try to do the best we can and make people feel good when they watch our show and just have fun. And, and the same goes for music. You know, when, as I've learned and, and been fortunate to write with with you guys and so many Not different me yet. people. Yeah, Reed actually hasn't. <laughs> He's upset about it. <laughs> He's upset. Appreciate he just wants that to write one. You brought song him a parting it. gift though, with a couple of mouth calls and a nice yeah, hat. Yeah, so, I'm getting yeah. next time. Yeah. I felt the tension last time. You're so like, okay, like, I'll book one. I'll book. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We can sing one about turkey hunt. <laughs> Every time I walked out of the room today, I'd like looking here. Just ah, yeah. <laughs> I kept wondering why he was flipping us off. We did have a good day. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was unbelievable. Hell of a song. Hell of a song. Yeah, and it's a song that really meant something to you. But I think that's what is been you know the greatest thing for me in coming to town is i'm trying to learn and i'm trying to be authentic and when we can sit down and work on a project that i know people who love to hunt as much as we do and love the outdoors i know that when they listen to this they're going to crank it up in their trucks i agree you know or whatever they could be in a family sedan well i'll be honest i still think they're cranking it yeah i'll be honest with you man i i think that your uh concept of of showing how much you love hunting and, and and that and the hoping that viewers 
receive that. I, I, that's what I got from the show. Honestly, when I, I see you guys, it, it's even before I knew you, it was evident that that was a passion and it wasn't just something you were doing to try to get attention or try to be famous. It was shedding light on, on, on hunting. And and I just want to say from from our standpoint of what we're we're just trying to do the same thing yeah. and just promote it in a positive way and and honestly we we started recognizing that there was a lot of miseducation about what hunting is. Sure, do you feel like there is? Oh yeah, I mean if you think about it, like if you, there's a major disconnect in a lot of ways. Okay, oftentimes in like the media, if they try to try to portray something that is a hunter. It's often the furthest thing from a hunter. You know, it's somebody who it's a killer. Yeah, did something terrible to an animal. Yeah. And and the reality is, is, is hunting is all about respect, appreciation, and love for God's creation and the animals that we chase. There's a respect there. You know, we we're not out there to mutilate anything. We're out there to show them respect and enjoy the the chase of it and and be thankful when they beat us, which is most of the time. Yeah, you thank know? goodness they beat us. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's most of the time. But the thing about hunting, there is a disconnect because I don't pick my friends off of like if you hunt or not i love people who've got a good heart and good character but if you don't hunt and you're an anti because you think hunters are awful people you're way wrong if you don't hunt just because you've never tried it or it's just not for you that's cool but we can all respect one another whether we hunt or whether we don't hunt you know but we're we're very open to have a conversation yeah like if if i get some kind of hate thing because i'm a hunter you uh, get a lot of that you know it it depends on the situation a lot of times yeah if i if i'll play uh you know, if I'm playing a certain show or if I'm if I'm doing this or that and it's more out to the mainstream audience, yeah. you know, the way they're highlighting it, I'll get some. And and I often like I laugh about it like, really? Like, you know, how is this even possible? You, num- number one, who would ever say something like that? Number two, you don't know me. Right. That's that's number two. So you've gotten it like from a face to face from a person. Oh yeah, I mean, I've I've gotten that. I've gotten it online. Obviously, online is yeah, full a ton of, them, of you know, online. That's a, we just started getting online. You know what ones so. I have a real problem with? Ooh, who I here love. we go. Oh, yeah, you know, what, you know what? If you could get one person in a room and punch him in the yeah, face, yeah, you know, yeah. Here, here's the haters that I've got a real <laughs> issue with. Hate is going to hate. Hate is going to hate. I have an issue when hunters hate on hunters. I do too, Let's man. go. We've we haven't even this. talked about no, that yeah, on this I, podcast. I'm yeah. just going to be straight up honest. I, have I can tell you have problem a problem with this. Yeah. When hunters, when we're all on the same team, sure. you know what I mean? We're all on the same team. But when hunters hate on other hunters. So let's just dial up like, an example I just, I, can't, well, I, can't, I got too many. I got too many. But <laughs> the thing is, like, here's the deal. Like, I look at it and I'm like, look, Everybody is going to view what they consider to be a trophy, a successful hunt, a non-successful hunt, different. And that's okay. Like, but if you're all out hunting and somebody wants to shoot deer A, right. and they shoot deer A, right. I'm not even going to put like a score or an age on it. You right. just shot deer A. Deer okay. A. Yeah. Deer okay. Exhibit deer A. And you're proud of that deer? Now, I'm against... I'm against just shooting something because you have to kill it. Yep. You know, that's I'm against that. But I'm if you are thankful, if you are proud of this animal that you decide to take, I think let it fly. You know what I mean? Send it. Whatever you need to do. But like when you get on there and somebody's like, oh God, man, like you think he's five, six, seven, nine, ten? You know, it's like <laughs> I think that I'm very thankful for this animal. I think that what does he score? You know what I mean? No, he don't score that. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. When I grew up hunting in Pennsylvania. You know, when I was first allowed to go deer hunting, it was you had to be twelve in PA. You know, who were you hunting with? You hunting with your my, dad? My granddad. granddad. I was granddad. going with my granddad, okay. right? I've shot many, many spikes and four pointers <laughs> that I'd give anything to go back and shoot them today because I shot them with my granddad. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's a great hunt, angle. Yeah, dude. hunting is not hunting is not a score. It is not 
an age. It is whatever it is. Now, if that is what you're into, I'm all about it. And I do, yeah. I do promote that aspect of it and I'm proud to promote that aspect. Right. But I'm saying in the genuineness of hunting, it needs to be whatever makes you happy. You know what I mean? And whatever you're thankful for to be out hunting. Whatever makes you yeah. love the sport a little bit more. That's right. It's got to just be yeah. genuine. As long as it's authentic, it's real, it's genuine, it's who you are, do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Be, be, go out there and just be real. Like hunting is a, that's what's pretty, you know, that's what's awesome about being a part of a TV show. You, you could just be real. It yeah. could just, it, it's not hard. You don't have to fake anything. I don't feel hunting. like you fake anything. No. Like I really don't. I, I, especially since getting to know you, it's like, and, and once again, Haters gonna hate, and we recognize Let that. Let the money pile up. But That's I right. just we we've kind of accepted a new kind of way of of viewing people. Period. Like until you prove to me that you're a piece of shit, like I'm just I'm gonna assume yeah. that you're a nice guy. Well, like you even look at the music industry. I'm sure you guys see it a lot, oh, right? Brother. Like the music industry is tough because there's a lot of critics in a lot of ways, you know. And it, and it's like you guys know what it's like to go stand on a stage and sing in front of people or try to write a song or anything like that. And oftentimes some of the biggest critics are the ones that have never done that. For sure. You know, so oh, yeah. so me, it's like, if I don't like a song, I just don't listen to it or I just don't yeah. do whatever. But I don't hate on somebody for trying to be creative or trying to do something that they think people will like because it takes a lot of guts to kind of get up there and do that. Yeah, and, would, it, and it's a very personal thing. Yeah, just like, like hunting is too, man. Hunting's a very, you know, for us, it even reaches into the spiritual realm a little oh, bit. Gosh, and yeah. and, and, and yeah. how you know, why we believe what we believe in and, and, and how we live. But, you know, it's just like writing a song. I, I don't like to judge art because art is such a personal experience for somebody. Yeah. And 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 I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm glad you, you brought that up because, yeah, we we like to age hunt and we, we like to, to do it that way sure. and, and kill a mature deer. But, man, at the same time, I can remember, yeah, shooting those those six points yeah. with my dad and, and, and in my dad's lap. And knowing that he probably didn't want me to take that deer because it could have had great genetics, but it was my first deer and my second buck. And dude, he'll never, you know, every time, now, shoot that deer every time. In 50 years from now, when we're all super old, it we, we might actually be more proud of those deer no doubt. than the 160s we killed. Yeah. And I mean, Illinois. like no you said, like hunting is a spiritual thing. And, and, and I'm a big, I'm a big believer in the energy, the positivity. It's even like Scuba and I talk about, it. I always say like the best way to make something happen when you're hunting is just let it happen. I feel yeah. like animals feel your energy. If you're stressing, if you're nervous, I feel Ooh, like, I like, feel the, it. I like the psyche huh. of so this. I, yeah. Like yeah. I literally, when we go out there, we bring coffee, we bring caramel candies and we just chill and enjoy the woods. It's <laughs> happy. You know what I mean? And just... <laughs> Because I feel like An extra phone charger. Yeah, it's like it's like music. I feel like hunting, music, everything that is supposed to be enjoyed in life shouldn't be judged. It should just be enjoyed. Come on, man. Go out there and just enjoy it. You know, listen to music, go hunt, whatever it is that you enjoy. Shoot bike riding, whatever it is. Maybe I'm saying anything at all right. that you yeah. enjoy in Why your life. Not harming anybody else. Yeah, that's authentic. Uh, you know, brings you happiness. Go do that and just enjoy it. Don't judge it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just recently, I've started saying uh, because man, there's a lot of talk in this industry about like prospective artists or songs, man, you think that'll work? You think that'll work? It's a common question. And uh, I've kind of adopted this idea that like there are millions and millions of people out there that like Nickelback right now. They like them. Sure. They like the songs. They like, they like that band. Just because I don't necessarily enjoy or like that band doesn't mean that 10 million people are wrong. And it doesn't mean that I'm wrong for not liking it. It's just 
there's different strokes for different folks, that's man. It. And you can't People be mad or that's hate. Okay. Yeah, it's perfectly yeah, fine. Yeah, it's okay. And at what point, and I think a lot of the keyboard warriors. I did think he was a Nickelback. I like some Nickelback. I will say that. Oh, I did think he was. Look at his photograph. <laughs> yeah, Every time I do it, like, makes me laugh. laugh. Yeah, man. Or something. How old were you when Nickelback was out? Like at Did the you just prime. Say nippleback? No. That's disgusting. Nickel. <laughs> That uh-huh. one song they have though, I did like that. I love you, I mean you all along. I've Nickelback. You. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you can't. You, yeah, if you played in a cover band, dude, you definitely slow grade. dance at some time, dude. <laughs> you know, maybe this is our song. Yeah. You I know you held meet. some hips to that I song. I gotta go meet Courtney with our postmates over here. <laughs> You got it going? Yeah, that's right. All right, dude. Let's talk. Um, let's talk stories for a minute. Where, when you think back on your hunting career, obviously you've been a lot of places, you've seen a lot of things. What are what are some hunts that stick out? That stick out to you, man. You know, just right off the bat, is it all turkey hunts? Are there deer hunts? Are they elk hunts? What are they? Well, there's all there's always hunts that that stick out a little bit more. I mean, for me, you know, it's always. I always look back on the hunts of my grandpa, you know, my dad, when I was really young, I always try to remember, you know, really your roots of it, you know? And I think a lot of people, as we travel the country, I always ask you like, where's your favorite place to hunt? You know? And my ultimate favorite will always be home and, you know, the mountains of PA, just because those are the woods that taught me how to hunt. Tell you me know, about shooting you first. Dude. You know what I mean? I, I could still remember it. And I was sitting against the base of a pine tree, no stand on nothing, just sitting there at a 35 Remington pump, uh, with, peep sights you know <laughs> 200 grain bullet and i sat there and i heard something behind me looked over there was four does coming through and when that fourth doe cleared into a clearing one tried to hop up on her the fifth deer tried yeah. to hop up and i'm like oh man we got a breeding scenario going on yeah <laughs> and i looked over and there's those spikes coming up and at the time you know it was legal you know he's basically a three point we'll count it in pa it's a little nub it's a three yeah, we'll go with yeah, three yeah absolutely sure. and i remember i turned around and i i you know, bared down him and sent it. And he stood there like nothing ever happened, just looking around. I missed the fire out of him. Really? So I cried, I chucked another well, shell for, in there. For, for the record, you were shooting open sights. Yeah, on yeah, I was shoot, yeah, shooting peeps out. <laughs> so I cranked, I cranked another shell in there and wow, sent it again and dropped him in his tracks. And I remember like screaming for my grandfather so loud because he was just a little ways away from me. Yeah. That, you know, when he came up, the first thing he said, would you just shut up? Really? Because I was literally, <laughs> I was yelling so loud, like, because I was just like, I, like I, you know, it was like Frank yeah. the Tank, like. Yeah, dude, dude. dopamine drip, yeah, man. Like, You're losing your mind. Yeah, like, and and uh, so that hunt always sticks out. But, you know, there's been a lot. Any any hunt my wife, you know, I love hunting with my wife. You know, we, when we were in high school, we started dating. I used to take her on dates, and literally I'd go break up a flock of turkeys, run down through a field if I saw it while we were driving the roads, and take her in the woods and I'd sit there and call that flock back and listen to the vocalization of hens and listen to them calling everything, you know, not, not to even shoot them, just to listen and, and yeah. work on my cadence and my tone. And, and, uh, you know, she'd come with me in the spring on dates. And, and I was like, you know what, if a woman will come out and spend time with you as your date in the Turkey woods, like you hang on to that. Better get a you know range, I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, so I hung on to her for a long time and I'm, and I'm glad I did. But later she's like, you know what? I can, I think I can shoot a Turkey. And I was like, I like that. You know what I mean? I love you even more now. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, since that day, I mean, she is lethal on really? turkeys. Yeah, I mean, she is an unbelievable shot. Shot some nice bucks, killed a pile of turkeys, and I love hunting with her, and especially now because, like, you know, with your girlfriends or with your wives, like, now she knows everything. Now, like, no matter what I say, it's like, you know, I don't think we should do that because, well, if we drop down here, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> Tiffany, if we go down there, he's going to see us. I understand. But like, the just, yeah, I'm like, yeah. let's go up above him. She's like, I don't want to 
cut that out. <laughs> okay, so the reality is you're making your yeah. decision solely based off you don't want to go up this ridge right, right. now. It's not going to work. I was like, because we're, one. yeah, I was like, yeah, we're going to literally walk down there and he's going to spot us in 30 seconds. Yeah. So that part of it uh, is fun. But, you know, Scoob and I had, a, you know, a lot of memorable hunts together that, to where we really take time to appreciate it. You know, and, and How I can't. How long have been working together? I guess he's probably been, we've been working together in the same tree or against the tree for probably what nine years now wow i mean for the most part you know he he started out filming uh troy quite a bit but once the team assembled man it was like batman and robin yeah dude. we're like you know what i mean you we, batman yes <laughs> yeah i mean he calls the shots let's say let's say <laughs> yeah. i don't it's not like i'm up there saying oh there's a nice deer until he says let's go yeah i don't do yeah. anything you know and it mean? started off on the right foot too yeah we were in the back of a truck looking uh we were down in mississippi or was it Arkansas? I don't remember. Where, was no, we're it? Mississippi. Yeah, Mississippi. And there's there's geese literally like a million feet high. Okay. <laughs> there's geese literally like a million feet high. You yeah. can barely see these things. Yeah. And we're riding, talking in the back, and just all of a sudden out of nowhere, just you just hear splat. And I look over at Scoon, I'm like, did goose just crap on you? <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's like, I think so. I'm like, how? <laughs> how? Like, shouldn't it have disintegrated or something? Like, Deadly they are so early. high. How did that even happen? You know what I mean? So like, you know, I was like, I, I like this dude. You know what That's I mean? Awesome. But I was yeah. talking about the eight point. But I guess we can start. With, <laughs> we can start with that. What eight point? The, the one on the power line. You were talking about that. I was talking about how we met. I was yeah. going back. Okay, no, yeah. tell me about the power line, but so we were we were down in this place and we we had been bow hunting. It had been a tough couple of days, and the last uh, day we were there, they're like, hey, you can uh, you know, you can rifle hunt or whatever. And it's the first time Scuba is going to be able to film me. And I was like, all right. And it'd been raining all day, and gotcha. they're like, just. That's why, you know, we couldn't take the cameras out in the stands. So they're like, well, you can legally rifle hunt as well. So why don't you guys just go rifle hunt for your last night? Where were you? Uh, we were down in Louisiana. Gotcha. So we set out on this big high line. You know, they got it all planted. It's a real nice place. And we're set up, and this buck comes out. And I'm looking at him. Oh, man, I think we should shoot this deer. And we're going back and forth. And he's chasing the doe. He's a nice 10. And he, and he goes up into it. And I'm like, oh, I should have shot that son of a gun, you know. Uh, yeah. I was like, here he comes back out. Well, as he's coming back out, he's back on the stove. I get back down on him. I'm going to kill him this time. And about that time, I just catch something move, like, in the scope while I'm yeah. uh, aiming. And this gun I had never used before, which I'm a firm believer, like, I don't like to shoot at anything, you know, unless I've shot the gun or whatever. But my a good buddy of ours, he's, he's watching from the, the big house right yeah, now. Like, right. He's like, trust me, this gun is dead on. Just send it. You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, all right. So... I catch movement above this buck, and okay. I look out, and when he had run that doe up into the timber, he must have got this other buck's attention, and here he comes, and I'm like, oof, that looks like a beast right there. You know, I'm yeah. like, that looks like it. Let's take him, you know? He walks out. He's like 300 and some yards. I ease it, and I, I think I even said to the camera, like, Tara, I hope, I hope you're thinking right. This guy, you know, and I just touched it. <sighs> Deer runs, and behind him, like, the mist from the rain on the food pot, like, flies, and I'm like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if I hit him. I turned to Scoob. I'm like, what's the story? He's like, Miss Low. I'm like, good goodness. Really? You so, you knew he yeah, meant he's like, like, like He's like, camera, yeah. Miss Low. Miss Low. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, Miss Low. I'm like, goodness gracious. At that time, I'm like, this is the biggest deer I ever shot at. Yeah. So I'm like wanting to cry. You know what I mean? I'm doing everything. I'm like, something got my eye. You know, I felt, I thought I felt, did you, did something shock me right before I fought? You know, I'm thinking of every excuse. Did Jim shock you know, me? Me and my girl are fighting. I'm just, my head's not right. You know, like I'm thinking every excuse I could possibly throw. And I was like, let me watch it back. So when he lets me watch it back, I'm like, dude, I think I heart shot that son of a gun. He's like, no, I'm like, I'm telling you, I think I heart shot him. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. And it, it literally can go either way because he never really did anything that would. 100% tell you like he didn't mule kick nothing he just kind of yeah. 
if anything, just kind of gave a quick like jolt. So Terry comes, you know, and I tell him what happened. And Terry, like, is this big burly dude, and he's like, you don't want to get on his bad side. So I'm like, uh, I don't know, I might have missed him. You know, I'm yeah, trying to like, yeah, yeah. he's like, well, let's go look. And we go up there, and we start looking around. I can't find nothing. No it's blood. raining though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it had stopped. But it's still like, there's all yeah, beads it's of water. Yeah, tough to find. Tough to find. Looking, looking. I blood, hear Terry man. just. I hear Terry go, "Hey, I found some blood right here." I'm like, "Yes, thank God." So I go to meet him, and when I do. As I get to him, I see this deer laying there, right? And I mean, when I tell you, I bear hug this man, grown man, emotionally bear hugging this man, right? Yeah, man, get in there. To where this solidified our friendship for him, Scoob and I, and Randy forever, because I'm telling you, it was such an emotional hug. Like, there was like, I don't know, there was love music playing. That's how emotional the hug was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and we get down to this deer and it's like 155 inch eight pointer 14 and a half inch g2s like just i'm talking about to this day a giant just a giant i'll take 155 eight inch eight point over 160 inch 10 every day of the week dude it's unbelievable and like dude in the in for you know even now like deer can fool me sometimes like i'm not gonna sit here and tell you i know everything because i don't and sometimes the son of a gun's on the hoof look bigger yeah you know and and i I can make a mistake like anybody but i scuba and i are like man his G2s are enormous. Well, Birdsong, you know, he had been filming for Whitetail Freaks, so he's like, man, man, at these 155 and, a th- and a maybe an eighth, man, you know, maybe a half. Like, You know, he's, he's just Mr. Right on the money. Put it on there. So when we got to here, I was like, hey, I don't want to, like, jump to conclusions here, but I literally think his G2s are, like, 14 inches. And I'll never forget Birdsong's like, Hosey, those things are not 14 inches. I'm like, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was, like, 14 inches. They're huge. He's like, yeah. He's like maybe eleven, so he he always has to tape the deer too. Okay. He's like banjo string. You okay. you know he wants to make sure I'm not giving myself a sure, couple yeah, extra yeah, inches, yeah, absolutely. Which I am, so yeah, he's better not? that he. You know what I mean? I'm, why not? <laughs> but that first measurement he throws in that G two fourteen and a half, and I was like, no. oh, I was like, oh my gosh, like I mean, it, yeah, he was just a tank, dude. It was, and he's like, he gonna be. He's bigger than what I thought. I'll be honest. He's bigger than what I thought. <laughs> Where's he from? He's from Missouri. He's a great dude. He's gotcha. great. Yeah, but we have a lot of fun going back and forth on that. But it's like I said earlier, like about like hunters hating on hunters. Like all of us are on the same team of like, we all love it. Yeah. Like we all just need to get along because we all love it. We're all supporting the same cause and and just go out and enjoy hunting. You know what I, I mean? Completely like, agree that, that's what that. I do. And same thing with music. Like, I'll tell you what, as an outsider kind of coming into this town, Nashville is full of so many like incredible, incredible people, artists, writers so kind and like just make such incredible art out here yeah like every time i come here i'm thankful to be a part of this town and and, and thankful to be right with you guys and, and all our buddies that we're right with especially on this project or yeah, on man. other stuff and it's yeah. like not me and uh, <laughs> you're the count we're saving you you're, you're the finale you're the, i'm the close yeah you're the, the finale bring you in you're the close like we cue wild thing like when the, you walk yeah, in that's, that's right right <laughs> hand bring in the right hand yeah we cue wild <laughs> thing what was that movie wild thing what was uh, it uh Bull, uh, it's not Bull Durham. No. It was Charlie Sheen, it? wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was Charlie Sheen. Charlie with Sheen the was the pitcher. I forget the movie. We're going to get hated. No, we're going to get this. hated on this. Uh, Major League. Major League. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but that's what it is. That's what I love about this town. Like, everybody is so nice. Like, it, it's like I said earlier, you know, I, I came out here like nervous to right now. I sit down and we're talking about hunting, fishing, and, and all kinds of things that we, we, we love. And then you can sit down and write a song about hunting. Man, it's just, to me, it just feels so real, so authentic. Yeah. And like so many people out here, it's just, it's a, it's a cool town. I'm yeah, thankful yeah. To be out it's here. A, it's it's funny, man. It's it's uh if when you work in it every single day, there's a bit of like a love hate, you know, because 
Okay, let me ask you this. So, I would say songwriting, my view of music changed once it became my profession. Would you say yours did? Yeah, when you start get when I started getting paid for it, you know, I think eventually not like not right off the bat, but eventually it started to change a little so bit. So, well, I, yeah, unfortunately, there's kind of a curtain that separates the listener from the composer, if you will. And so once you kind of see behind that curtain, it changes how a little bit how you feel about music. It becomes more It's not that I don't like music. I love music. Um, but you start you can't help but start thinking about what the writer of that song that you loved was trying to do or why he sure. said that or what, you know, what... You start what, seeing it a little bit differently. You start seeing it a little differently. Do you feel like that's happened with you hunting or is it just as fresh to you today as it was the day no, I started? No, I think that... I think that I... I, I guess just, basically making your hobby your job. Yeah. You know. And I, I think I relate a lot with that. Um, I think that anybody who does it can say, well, you take something you love to do and, and you make it a job. Yeah. But I can also tell you, I try very hard in all aspects of it, to never let that get in the way. Like when I hunt, I don't go out there saying, I need to kill something. Yeah. I don't go out there saying this. I go out there and I say, I'm going to do everything I can to make the best decisions I could and enjoy this hunt for yeah. what it is, and I'm going to let the chips fall where they may. You know, and I, you, there are times you can feel some pressure. You get into a little slump. You get into battling, and, you know, if you're deep in the rut and they're just not. So that's, that's the pressure for you yeah. is like to – to get kills on camera, I'm assuming. Yeah, because sometimes, I mean, here's the, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you still got to be able to perform. You know, you got partners and people that are that are relying on you. Know, so you still got to be able to bring it. But the beauty about that as well is, anybody who's a hunter also gets it. So you got to be real. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Sometimes it's the same way in the riding room. Yeah, right? like sometimes it just ain't. It's just not going to work out. Yeah, you sometimes know? the song doesn't come, or sometimes the rhyme's not going to happen, or you got to redirect. You know. But no different than a song, you know. A song is a song, and a hunt's a hunt. And just because it's not a hit doesn't mean it ain't great. Right? No you know what I'm saying? Like, it, there's different value. Yeah, to different like there's song, different, different. Yeah, like some songs you might say, "Man, it's a radio hit," and there might be other songs that will never see the radio that you can sit to and listen a thousand times. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, you know, when it comes to what I do for a living and what we do, I think that the biggest thing is to always keep it just real. Don't let that pressure get to you because, bro, for like, real. for me with hunting, if it wasn't fun. With what I do, I mean, I'm telling you, I would go work anywhere else other than the hunting industry if I can honestly say it wasn't fun for me. Yeah, because be I miserable would not, at that point. I would never, I love hunting mm -hmm. and the outdoors and animals and all that stuff way too much to ever degrade it to where I didn't enjoy it. You know what I mean? I would I would leave it. Yeah. And I would just hunt. You know, I, I'm telling you, I would if I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like when we started running the camera, it changed hunting a little bit for us. Not not necessarily in a bad way. It just made it different. Would you? Don't you think? I think it changed it for a better way. You sure. know, I, the, we grew up hunting with our dad growing up, and then you kind of go out on your own and you yeah. you know start killing you know animals on your own, and and then it got to the point where we were running camera for each other, and you start experiencing that again with somebody, and experience those, and and being able to turn around and be like anything you talk about anything and and hunting being a spiritual thing it kind of brings us closer in the stand to be up there you know hanging out all the time however that one time it did not bring us closer. yeah though now i will say there have been some times where okay so backfired a little bit so let me just set the stage for it. we got this food plot and the double set's not hung yet right and so we were i was we were supposed to go down it's two hours from here we have, we've got some acreage and and we were supposed to go down and hang a double set. Well, Reed is like, the night we're leaving, is like, hey, I can't go. 
I said, what do you mean you can't go? We've been playing on this for a month. Season starts next weekend. we got to have a set in that big cedar that we cut all the limbs off of. He's like, dude, I can't go. I was like, why? He's like, i got to st- stay here and go out with my girlfriend. I was like, dude, Whoa. are you serious? He's like, I'm serious. So I fought it for a minute. Obviously, I'm not going to win that battle. I go drive to the property the next morning early, spend all day trimming this shooting lanes and everything else. I hang these stands. So the way the tree worked, I'll explain this the best I can for the listener. The tree was a giant cedar, so it went up, and and I cut up to where you could have a double set, but the limbs were, like, hanging down. So if you're up there in a camera, you're not going to get anything. All you're going to get is limbs unless the deer walks under the tree. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. So... I get everything set up. I can't get the double set. I can't get the second one up in the truck. I can't hoist it up and hold it and get it up there while I'm trying to do this with all the equipment I had. So the morning of the hunt, we get out there. I tell Reed, I'm like, okay, hang this stand a little higher. Not not way up, because if you do it way up, we're going to get in the tree limbs. We're not going to be able to see it. So he gets up there, starts getting frustrated, and just hangs it real quick. So I climb up, get in the set. I can't see anything. And I'm so irritated at this, right? So Ray comes up. I'm like, I can't see nothing. I can't see nothing. It's already light. We've already scared all the deer off this place. I can't see nothing. I'm so mad, right? And he goes, well, I told you not to put put it so high. And so we start doing this thing, right? Back and forth, back and forth. So he, t- I turned around and I said, well, if you hadn't been messing with your girlfriend and been here, you, we would have it leveled out. We would have it where it needs to be. And he takes the camera bag and pushes it into my chest before I have my harness strapped in. Okay. So I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? I'm 30 something foot up in the air. And this dude just stuck the camera bag in my chest. I turned around and sat down. I was like, here's what's about to happen. <laughs> so I'm going to lower this bag to the bottom of this tree. And then I'm going to climb down. And then you climb down right after me. And when you get to the bottom of this tree, I'm going to whip your ass. Yeah. He's like, what? Settle this like me. I was like, dude, you you could have killed me. You could have literally pushed me out of the stand and killed me. And I'm fixing to whoop you at the bottom of this tree. He was like, take off. I climbed down. He didn't, he didn't come down. <laughs> He's like, I ain't coming down. Hey, I ain't coming you, down. I'm going to let you be a little bit more tough. <laughs> I'm gonna let that be. Dude, I'm not gonna say anything, but just let you have that. What one. do you think? Are you gonna you gonna say that didn't happen? There were parts of that story that happened. Tell me what didn't happen. I, um, there were parts of it that didn't happen. Well, you gotta tell it. What didn't happen? Well, I don't. Remember I hung that, that stand. Tree. I hung that stand. Which stand? The one on top of the flat. You, no, I'm talking about you hung the 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 camera stand. Mm-mm, I hung both of those. I fell out of that stand, hung, hanging it with me and Dad. That's the first mistake you made. True or false? If you hadn't been in Nashville, <laughs> I don't even think your... that happened, dude. I can say the girl's name, except I said, "Nah." It made you real mad. Yeah. I I kind of like where this is going. If you want, me. you guys want me to run? Well, this, this is what happens in the stand. This is what happens in the stand. We've we've been we've almost fought outside of a truck at church softball. Yeah, one film time. film on Hans could go either way. I mean, you know, we've had our fair <laughs> share of like, what the heck, man. Yeah, I'm both. I'm both person. You know, not only on, no doubt because the changes. guy running the camera, but me as a hunter, yeah. where he has to go. What the heck, dude? <clears throat> well, and, and there's what's the maddest you've been at scuba? Honestly, scuba and I, I'll say this 100. percent We do not. I mean, we do not. We never have tension except for one time. Really? <laughs> I can literally say there has been one. Do you time, know which time he's talking about? Yeah, there has been one, and it wasn't even tension. Like I hate you. Just like literally, like it was ve- a very hard, aggressive. What the heck? 
Like that's what it was. Okay. We were in Pennsylvania, and Scooby had just got. Was it the red? What what, what camera did we have at the time? No, it wasn't a red DSLR. Well, yeah, it was like right whenever the Canon 5Ds. Oh yeah, DSLR. Not a red. We had a long lens on, and so we were messing with the depth of field and things like that. Yeah, like so. and, and you know, like depth of field, like when a turkey's over your shoulder, like, yeah. you know, it just looks cool when you have the hunter and the turkey all in the same frame. Absolutely. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, you tell me when it looks sick, and when it looks <laughs> sick, I'm going to send the fire. You know so what I mean? So there's a deer in the field? No, or a tur- no, we're turkey hunting. There's a turkey. So okay. this turkey gets to gobble. <sighs> Is this your first right, yeah. 5D experience? Yeah, I mean, yes. this turkey just just hammer gobbling. Well, okay. instead of coming straight at me, he comes up and he starts working to my right. Well, I can't see him, right? So he's he's gobbling. Now he's in front of me. He's probably 70 yards. Now he's 80 yards, but he's to my right. Yeah. Well, then all of a sudden, you know, now he's 60 yards. Now he's, And I start to think in my head, I'm like, he's on the stinking logging road. That's what he's uh-huh. doing, right? I'm like, this is going to be sick. Yeah. Like literally, because now he's going to come down that logging road and literally emerge right over me. Like, so what he's actually doing is perfect other than what we thought he would do. Okay. Boom. Here he comes, steps out right over my shoulder and, I, and he's just full stretch. And I'm like, I'm shaking. Cause I'm like, this is sick. You know, like, I'm like, we've done it. We've done it. Yeah. He walks past me. He gets down to the decoys and I'm just waiting and I'm waiting. And then I suddenly, you know, all of a sudden he gets a decoy for whatever so you're waiting on him to call the shot. I could kill this turkey a million times. Okay. Right? All right. So he gets the decoys and whatever. You know, he's putting or whatever. Sure. And it's like, it's the first week of the season. Well, now he comes walking right back up in front of me. He doesn't like something. You know, he's, something's up. I start hearing, kill him, kill him. And in my head, I'm going, no, this doesn't look sick. He's spooked. Yeah. So, I, you know, I got my tags in it. And he just walks away, right? So I'm sitting there, and my like I'm getting hot now thinking about it. I'm, going back. I'm getting hot now going back on all this, right? And I'm in my head, and I'm like thinking, what is going on? Yeah. Finally, he walks off, and he gobbles again, but he's like, he's he's done. He's, he's not, he's not yeah. you know? True. I turn around, and I'm just the blankest stare that I could give to somebody. I'm looking at him and our other producer, Skidmore. And Scuba's just looking at me like, like he saw a ghost, right? I get up, I'm like, what, it, what is even the... What, are, what could have possibly been not as cool as that he goes i'll be honest i was i was geeking out and i forgot to tell you to kill him <laughs> like he was loving how good the footage looked and he was geeking out and he and he said good yeah so that's the closest we've been so we got over it but like 30 minutes of silence and then we we're all like well that was sick i mean it was you know like, but, but that was the one time that i could say that i was actually well there there was that and then there was the 10 point in missouri that whoa, that stepped that was I not. Mean, this, that was not this a good deer deal. Came out of nowhere. Really? Like it, it was just one of those perfect scenarios where I'm sitting in my stand, the camera arm is level with my eyes. Yeah. I have my, I have one earbud in monitoring his, uh, his mic, so I can hear him around the tree because it's a big tree. Gotcha. Well, I'm sitting there, and then just out of the corner of my eye, I see movement. I look down. And what do you what do you end up being is a hundred and fifty? He was yeah, hundred and fifty some inch ten. Hundred and fifty something inch ten point at uh, fifteen yards, twenty yards. He's under the tree. Gosh. And I'm, I'm like, facing the other way, so I don't even know way. he's under the tree. You don't even know the deer's in the world. And no. then, and then I just hear panic. I, I just like, hear don't move right here. I was like, I'm, don't move right here, yeah. right here. <laughs> and then just for some reason, just where that deer came, he like popped out from behind the camera arm, so he like walked directly in line. So, he, like, my line of sight was toast. Oh. My earbud was on the same side that he was walking from, so it was blocked. I couldn't hear him walking. 
and it was just like the perfect storm. I'm like, I've really screwed up. And this deer just kind of looks, he just follows the ladder up the tree, looks at us, and just spins around and runs off. No way. But. Did you ever see the deer? I, 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 yeah, as soon as he goes right here, I was like, surely he's not this close. And then I could hear his, you know, his hooves down in the no wet ground. So I'm like, he is literally right here. Yeah. And I just slowly turned my head. And when I turned my head, I can see him down there. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So all I kept thinking was, I can't grab my bow. He's got to get past me. And then I'll make my move. So I just sat still. And, you know, like how they don't really do, he got to the tree and he's just kind of sitting there for a second. He's just like. Yeah, I think I'm out. It's like a sixth sense. Yep. The only thing that saved him is he bounded back and stopped at like 60, 70 yards and just started walking. Like he wasn't exactly sure where we were. And then that night we saw him come down in front of us at like 70 yards. So we're like, well, maybe he doesn't know. You know, the next day we had another buck come in running a doe. Here comes this deer again. He got down to where you can see that tree and left. Didn't like it. No way. I ended up missing the other deer because I got frustrated. I'm like, right, get on the other buck. He was a nice buck. Yeah. And I shot low. So I'm just all disheveled. I'm like, this, I'm, this, I'm just disheveled. The That's the first time disheveled's ever yeah, been used. Disheveled. I was just yeah, like, yeah. I like yeah. it. Okay. It's disheveled. So, and what do we say? Enthusiast. 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 We use that. Yeah. yeah. It's terminology. So we, uh, but I ended up killing him a few days later. First really? day of rifle season, I sat there and rattled him up and, and shot him. He was a low 50s 10. This uh, is the picture of that one that he forgot to tell me to kill. But that's the screenshot of oh, it. Oh, dude. We're going to post that. Yeah, I mean, just We're money. We're going to post that and make fun of school. Just money. You know, so it was like one of those things, like as a hunter, I was like, I don't know how to react to this, but it's not good, guys. Let's We're, talk about the largest fight me and you have ever gotten in. Who is it? A good one? We have on been a on a trip. Cause you, do you have any brothers? I don't. Okay, don't. it's a week. Do you? Okay, you can talk to them and at them in a way that you would never talk to any other human. <laughs> and eventually you just kind of delete it and, and keep yeah, it's up. over. Yeah, it's no big deal. But what do you think, the like maybe the moose hunt on the riverbank? Yeah, that was a good one. And we documented that. We did document I that. Put it up we, I accidentally too. left the camera running because we were trying. Dude, you know how this works, man. <laughs> it's like you're trying to get everybody organized. He, for he pointed inter- at scuba. Yeah, because you're trying to get everybody organized for an interview, and like they're just being like jerk, like like they were skipping rocks. That's what it was. And so I have this. I wasn't. We weren't too keen on the filming. So I had a seven D, same kind of camera. And you know the depth of field on those things. Like you got to have it locked in, or it's blurry, right? So or at least with with the with the with the lens we have. So I was trying to focus it on reading my brother. Now look, mosquitoes been tearing us up. It was like 95 degrees. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be in the sixties. So take it. What happens? Well, we're just sitting on the riverbank. Dan's doing an interview. I'm trying to ask questions. Yeah. Jason, my brother, our brother-in-law. He's like, what do you mean? And just, like, yeah, just, well, just, I mean, just being, just being brothers and snappy and, and tired and, and Dan, I, we snapped, and Dan snapped, and then, and then he didn't turn the camera off and got the whole thing on camera. And there were a few things we had to blur out and yeah, some overdubs it. we had to do. <laughs> but but it usually happens once a trip with us. Like, yeah. we explode on each other, and then it's like, okay, let's go get this done. And that night... When... It's usually the next day or something that we're pretty dedicated to staying out there and getting the job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we kill the moose the next day. But, man, I mean... As close as I've ever come. And that's another part of hunting with somebody, you know, because as personal as it is, you know, you're, you're putting another man's body in the woods. That is another scent. And and you're, you're, you're putting more, you know, more bodies in the tree that doesn't look like a tree, you know? And, and so it comes with its, its, 
fair share of great stuff, but also it's Challenge. fair share of challenges as well. Yeah, and, it, and it's important. I mean, the thing with Scuba that I'll say, I mean, outside of being, you know, he's a great producer, great editor, but, I mean, he's a real hunter. You know, he's, he's a great too, hunter. And, and a, and a good looking game bearded man. Bro, is right? on point. But it's like, he's a he's a real hunter, you know, and, and, and that's important when, you know, we make a good team, you know, we're both pretty laid back. Yeah. Don't get too worked up. Guy. I trust in everything that he does back there, so... If he says yes, I shoot. If he says no, I don't say why. I just don't shoot because yeah, I, I we're at that level. Like I trust moment. everything he's doing. Back Absolutely, there. and yeah. I know that if he's saying no, there's a reason. Right. You know, so we got a good thing going. You know, coffee and caramel candies help that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it helps keep the tension low every yeah, morning man. at nine a.m. And the, that and should the, be your saying. Like when you shoot something, you should yeah, be like coffee and caramel candies. It's time to caramel up. <laughs> yeah. It's time to caramel up, dude. <laughs> it's coffee yeah, up. Not like it, it every every day at nine a.m. Unless it's real cold, then it might get jumped to eight a.m. Yeah. Um. But every day nine a.m. we have coffee and eat caramel candies. I mean, we've done it a lot. We had a big deer one time bedded with the doe like seventy yards, and we were like, "Time, it's time." Are I you mean, kidding yeah, me? Just really? Don't, just don't move quick. Here, <laughs> yeah. No way. Give me one of those stinking caramel candies. I'm starving. <laughs> Dude, will you eat tell quick. him the story? So we did. My dad put us in this thing where. What was the show? I don't remember the show. I shouldn't say the show. Anyway, it was like a show where you apply, and then they come and film you hunting in your yeah. area or whatever. Yeah. So our dad thought he was doing us a favor and put us in on this show, right? So they send these camera guys. Dude, nice guys. We're actually friends with one of them now. Yeah. Um, the other one was in a helicopter crash. He's okay. Really? Yeah. But dude. Yeah, the other one she's from They had no clue about hunting like mm -hmm. they just thought they showed up and filmed it they didn't know anything about scent they, they didn't wore know anything about camo they wore ski their ski outfits they were in ski bits <laughs> in the stand <laughs> that's that's but tell me about your guy oh so i mean there was a couple of things hunting uh, i mean with my guy but we we hung stands camera stands for all of them and so the first morning my guy got in the stand and the first deer we saw was a like a four point just a tiny little deer and so dad always taught us like first deer when you're growing up just put your gun on them don't don't shoot it you know just if you're not going to shoot it put put your gun on it and just kind of follow it so first virtual, thing a virtual kill exactly you're just you're just getting you know when the time comes you're preparing yourself to, to shoot the buck. also it helps like for to, to establish your shooting lanes and stuff like right that. yeah 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 it's kind of yeah been there before done that thing yeah and so, little four point, I'm on, and I, and I hear this guy in the back, and I'm just following him up, and it's, I mean, just breaking down. He goes, I'm ready. And I was like, huh? And he goes, shoot him. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. He was like, what happened? What? And I was like, no, 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 we're not, we're I'm, not I'm, shooting I'm yet. virtual killing. Yeah, I was like, Literally I was like that's no a concept. Yeah. Of like, I was like, that's a four year old. I mean, I mean, that's a four point. You know, I was like, that's a, that, yeah, we're not going to do that. But so, anyway, the winds shifted. They and, didn't take any showers. No. All time, no. Okay. Wind shifted and I started smelling. So it literally got to a point where I had code blue or something. And every time I'd be he was, like, He was so tired, he'd fall asleep in the stand. Yeah. Right, the and I would just go, So every time he'd fall asleep, Reed would just douse him in dope piss. <laughs> and we'd be walking down the hill. He'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, Yeah, it smells like deer around here. But <laughs> what is he saying? Uh, it's a formidable scent. Yeah. That's right. It stings the nostrils. That's right. <laughs> it works, you read, that's, it yeah, works it 100% like of the time, 60% of the time. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, he sprayed that joker down. Yeah, and he, I think they were yeah. real upset because uh, we didn't shoot anything that week. Because, dude, we're not, we're not in, you know, we don't just kill stuff. Like, if it ain't six, if it ain't four and a half, five, six yeah. years old, we're not even yeah. we're not even aiming at it. No doubt. Know? And I think they were just wanting to kill real, real bad for sure. that show. 
and we disappointed them. That was our first really ever like out hunting industry experience too sure. with anything that was going on. Sure, you know, with with that. And, but it wasn't. I don't want to say it was a bad one, but it was just a little different. No, it's <laughs> a little different experience. Remember, Dad was that's like, a nice way of saying our it was dad, a bad dude. One. Though our dad, I mean, did he the first his scene the first one he's like. I can smell him. <laughs> he's like, he's like, the buck I'm hunting is around here. Let's go set up. Let and we were like, come on, Dad. Yeah. You don't know. So, he's so, like, I know the scent of that there. I hope they end up listening to this podcast, actually, because I don't care that I'm saying this. But they're like super granola dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're not eating anything. Like, no fast food. They got, they brought their like, <laughs> anyway. So, for lunch one day, my dad. He loves like fried chicken, right? Mm. So he goes to this gas station. Gas station fried gets chicken. a twelve piece of just Tyson fried chicken. Yeah, I mean, there's no way around. I mean, that's what it is. So he comes back to the house. He's like, "You boys come in here and get you some of this chicken," you know. And they're like, "Well, where'd it come from?" Did it, or they <laughs> said, "Did a guy around here raise it?" And he goes. Uh, yeah, it's it's locally cooked. <laughs> and dude, those jokers because they hadn't eaten meat yeah. in yeah. so long, uh, were crushing no. this chicken. It was like Dodge. Really? It was like yeah. Dodge store. They were like, it's like, organic. Yeah. It's organic. We were like, in the back of my mind. I was like, man, there was nothing it's about organic. that chicken. It's organic. organic. <laughs> it was peanut oil fried yeah. and <laughs> delicious. Yeah, so, so good. Probably so came good. from Cambodia or something. Right. You know what I mean? But man, he told them that it was. My dad don't even know what organic is. Yeah, but they were killing that chicken, dude. It's awesome. All right, let's talk about the project a little bit. So you come into town, you're you're kind of doing this thing. What's the point of this? Yeah, man. You know, really for this one, the point is get with all my buddies yeah. like you guys who love to hunt. Yeah. And let's all sit down and let's write some tunes that when people are going hunting, when they're heading out, you know, they can get in their trucks or whatever they're taking, and just blow the speakers out. Well, I love that. Like, I mean, let's just let's just go back you know there are no rules to what i'm kind of doing you know the the interesting thing is i've learned to to try to write songs better i love seeing the process of how you guys do it but i also like with this one it's just like let's make it as good as it can that people you know men and women who love to hunk and listen to and be like that's me yeah you know what i mean so this project is going to be something that for all of us you know I, i want it to be something that is fun for everybody the people involved the people who hear it i just want everybody to see how much we celebrate and love the outdoors and respect it. And, you know, really, like you said, the spiritual aspect, how much it means to us, along with some fun in there, too. Like, yeah, I mean, there's going to be some fun some fun stuff thrown in there as well. But yeah. a lot of stuff that cuts right to the core of people because, I mean, you know, it means a lot to us. You know, I, there, there, you know, you talked earlier about hunts that mean something to you. And Scoob and I had one a few years back and just happened to be, to this day, the biggest buck I ever killed. I killed a, my, my first booner was out in Montana. It was 173-inch 12. <laughs> And uh, we had been scouting these other bucks. Scuba was seeing some deer that were coming through like a cattle or a fence every day. And uh, we were going to make a move on them. Long story short, opening day, they went in, moved the pivots. Dogs... Oh, wait, don't do long story short. Do long story yeah. long. Well, like, I love the this. dogs. <laughs> the dogs ran ran all the deer out of this bottom. and it just... Literally dogs. Yeah, ran. like we were going to go in and hunt these things. And like literally you thought it was a, as close to a guarantee as it could be. Yeah. And this happens. And we're like, how? How does this even happen? Oh, well, Birdsong was... was on a oh. big buck. That he had called Copperfield, so he was going to make a move on him, and we were like, "Well, we're kind of stuck, you know." But we had one area that was kind of like going to be a backup or whatever. So I went down to scout it. And I remember I was talking to my wife. You're scouting at the backup area, way off, so like the I, dogs yeah, rant like, run. The yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm probably five, six, seven hundred yards off this place, uh, just scouting and spotting scout. 
And I remember talking to my wife and I remember seeing this deer all of a sudden jump over this fence into this alfalfa field with these does. And I remember when I saw him, I was like, I'm with my wife. I'm like, holy frick. Like I literally like just stopped listening to what she was saying and was like looking in the spotting scope. And I'm like, what the heck is that? Yeah. But he was so far that he was like kind of blurry. So like yeah. he just looked huge. Looked like a blob. Yeah. I was like, that's that deer's huge. So I tell Scoob about it. We tell Randy, you know, Randy, uh, He's all fired up. He connects on the opening night with with his deer, so oh, he's wow. like, so what was it? How big was it? He was like one fifty four, big nine pointer, like Ooh, stud, awesome. right? He was all excited. So he's pulling for you the rest of the week and fired up. Yeah, yeah. He's like all fired up. He's like, I will take the biggest deer ever in history, <laughs> you know, Montana history, you know, this and that, you know. <laughs> so we, Scoob and I, we are like, let's go down after that deer. I don't know what it is. I couldn't tell what exactly it was. I was like, he's just big. How many days did you have? Uh, we had, I think, four days at that point. We had four days, so we'll we have to get some stuff done. Yeah, so we move yeah. in on them. You know, we get set up and we we played it safe and stayed off with the way the wind was. So all these deer are coming out, nothing, nothing. All these deer, he's nowhere to be seen. You know, I'm like, God, you know, son of a gun. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't figure it out. So we're sitting there, the last deer to come out. He jumps the fence at like 70 yards from us, and we does the both of us are just like, goodness, <laughs> like goodness. Yeah. I'm talking about as clean and as pretty of a 12 pointer. As you could ask for, like I'm, and then, and you know, I didn't know he was a twelve. I thought he was like a ten or possibly a twelve, but like I'm talking about this son of a gun is clean. How much right? daylight do you have at this point? Oh, we had plenty of light to shoot really? him. But where he was when he jumped out, there was like some horses down to the left, and they were like nervous about something. They kind of freaked him out, and he just kind of ran across out into the alfalfa, way out of range. But we were both like, "It's a giant, dude! Like that deer is a giant." Yeah. So the next day we played it safe and we kind of pushed in on him a little bit and he came through, but he came through at 64 and I thought about it. I was like, do I send it? You know what I mean? I thought about him like this deer of a lifetime. It was like, just wait on it. You know what I mean? We got, we, we got the wind, you know, let's push on him a little bit. Mm -hmm. And there was a stand that I had taken a deer the year before that we both were talking back and forth. Like he had to walk right by that, that tree. He had to like where he was coming. Mm -hmm. And it would make sense that he had walked past that tree the first time we saw him. You know huh. what I mean? We couldn't see it, but it would make sense that that's where he was pinching down. Right. So the next day we had the wind and we're like, let's do it. You know what I mean? And it was like a weird, like I, I was nervous. You get pumped up in those moments, Like I was man. nervous all day. Like It feels like you're about to go out of the tunnel. Like Yeah, like I was nervous all day because I was like, we're going in after him. That's He's what happened sit. on that deer and yeah. back yeah. the farm. And early season like that, as you know, I mean... Not that it's a guarantee, but they're if, as long as you don't let them know you're in there. I mean, they're they're pretty predictable. Absolutely. You know what I mean? If they're yeah. hitting food and going to bed, yeah. they're kind of routine. Then you yeah. know, predictable does not mean easy. No, exactly. It just means, it just means like if you, yeah, they're they're kind of patternable. Sure. If there's any time they are, it's then or potentially late if you get the food source. Yeah. Once the does start coming in, then yeah. jokers are running so everywhere. So we go out and again, deer are moving good. We're sitting there, sitting there, and nothing. He doesn't show, and right about. You know, still good light and everything. I look down and there's some Russian olives down there. And I was like, Wait, what is that? What's a Russian it's olive? It's like a, it sounds yeah, like, it's a, like drink. a type of tree. I think <laughs> that's what like it was. Shot. Wasn't like Russian olives. I think I had olives. one of those last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a type of tree. Okay, It might not have been Russian olives, but that's what it kind of looked like down there. It, it sounded like you know what you're talking He's about. He's in some brush. Let's put it that yeah. way. He's in some brush. It's and great I got, band name. Yeah. I said, Man, Nate Hosey and the Russian olives. Yeah, there it is. I said, There's a there's a buck down there. And Scuba goes, That's him. Oh, how am I? How did you smoke? know? Was it, could you see him, or how did you know that was that? Yeah, deer? I could see him coming through the gap, and you know, having the camera right there in my hand, you know, as soon as I could get it steady, because I was shaking like, because it clicked all of a sudden. I was like, 
okay, this is it. And so I just had to take my hands off the camera. And then once it quit, once it steadied up, I was like, yep. That's you know, he, he's got the wit. He's got the beams. Like, that's absolutely him. God. Yeah, so he, every deer that had done that, yeah, you could basically watch them come right to your tree. So he starts coming, and all of a sudden, I'm telling you to this day, I have no idea what he did, but we lost him. I couldn't see him. Scuba couldn't see him. I don't know what he did, where he went, what exactly, how it laid down there. Yeah. But every other deer that we saw do that, we watched come basically the entire way. And we're sitting there looking, 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 looking. And I'll never forget, I just catch movement to my left, and I look down, and that son of a gun's at 30 yards just coming, mm. just walking, right, comes right out behind this cottonwood, is just coming right in front of me. And I'm like, right here, right here, right here. You know, oh and I'm sitting gosh. down. I'm not even standing up yet because I didn't want to stand because I couldn't see him. Yeah. So I didn't want to stand like and him see me right. when I couldn't see yeah. him yet. Sure. So I'm sitting down. I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to shoot him sitting because now it's wide open. Well, he comes and he starts angling. And I draw back. And the only time that this has ever happened, but, you know, you have your little lav mic right here on your hunter, you know, right. on our vest. I draw back and my string actually gets caught in the clip. No way. And he's like. In the clip. At this point, he's 20 yards. He's just walking, right? So it's in the clip of my microphone. Oh, my God. And How I'm did trying, you even know it was in it? Because I felt it. like Because I was trying to draw Dink, real close yeah. to me because oh, he was like, he was yeah. in the open. So I'm just trying to like pull my bow back real slow. And it locks in there. And I'll never forget like trying to inch it out. And I inch it out and I just come down. And I mean, I didn't even stop him. You know, because he had freaked out two days earlier with those horses. So I was afraid yeah. if I was like, he might that it would freak him cool. out. And he was close. And I mean, I've practiced on moving targets before. And I just, I sent it. And when I sent it, I was like, smoked. You know, like I, I saw it hit. I knew he was slightly quartering away. He ran out to like 40 yards and turned around and kind of looked back. And he was just, I mean, just pumping, just pumping, wow. right? So he walks over and about 80, 90 yards, he just goes down. And I remember for me, you know, and this goes back to like what hunting is and, and memorable hunts. Like my grandpa and I always used to talk about like if he could ever hunt anywhere, he would want to hunt in Montana. Really? And and Scuba will tell you, like, it was this most beautiful scene. Like, A, you're thankful for this deer, right? And the deer goes down. And I remember it was just, like, calming. Like, it was just so quiet. And you're listening to, like, ringnecks cackling. And you're looking at the Powder River and the sun. And, and like... I'm there right now. Absolutely. I'm telling you, like, literally, like, for me, it was, like, a moment. It was, like, I felt my grandpa Come on, there. Like, dude. I felt him there, like... Come on. You know, like, it was, like... That's that's where the hunting spiritual thing. You thank God so much for those moments. And people who don't, like, here's... I say it all the time. Even if you don't hunt, go out in the woods. Go walk around the woods. Go oh, go dude, be yeah. in nature. Because I think it's good for your soul. Oh, like, absolutely. you get... I think it's good to just go out and breathe meant for where it. there's not you know, tons of buildings and noise and just go out and get lost for a second. And in that moment, you know, that's a hunt and that's a moment, not only because it's my biggest deer, but there was a lot about that moment and that hunt that really just kind of sticks with me. You know what I mean? As to like, I I know we watched the whole thing, you know what I mean? And it was just, it was just a, it was just a really cool hunt for Scuba and I was, it was wicked. I would say that's kind of comparable to your antelope hunt last year. You remember when we, so Reed draws this tag and antelope and he's, we found out it was one of five out-of-state tags in the state in the state of South Dakota. Yeah, yeah we West River antelope tag. Had, but anyway, we had already drawn mule deer for that state, and so we knew we were going to have to go. And they're not close enough, so we were going to have to take two trips to South Dakota. And what was it, nineteen-hour drive? Oof. Yeah. And the weekend that his hunt was on, what my wife's brother was getting married, so we had to be back by Sunday. So what day did we leave? Wednesday? Yeah, I think so. We wrote 
Wednesday, and the second we got done writing in that building, we burnt all the way to South Dakota. And I, we, I, I slept two hours in a parking lot behind a Flying J or something. Yeah. And we were about five hours out, and then we, we went on. So we got there. So we got there on Thursday. Is that right? Yes. We Think got so, there yeah. on Thursday at about 2 o'clock. So when we pulled in, we set up camp. It was freezing, and not only that, you've been up, you've been in that area. You know that the wind will cut you in half oh, yeah. when you're on those hunts, no doubt. So we get up there, and Reed's like, "I mean, do you at least you want to at least go look? You know, let's just go to the butte and kind of glass." We got there. We pulled in camp at three, and this is at four. Oh, it was at three. Yeah. Okay, so we set up. We catch out at four o'clock. So by the time we get to the butte, the sun's already kind of starting. We to may have forty five minutes of hunting. We get down there, we spot a small buck, we watch them for a minute, and as we're getting ready to head back to the truck, I look left, and dude, there is this tanker goat that looks like he's 400 years old by himself. They just look different, you know, sure, like yeah. the old no ones. Doubt. Yeah, no you doubt. know. Yeah. And the that, warriors. that goes with kind of all, all hooved animals. You can kind of tell a mature one. Yeah. So he it's was like when out you look there. at me, you're like, that dude is a stud. Nobody <laughs> says that. And when they're Everyone seasoned, says that. like, oh, that's, that's right. seasoned warrior. That's I don't right. think they say that. They're like, that dude's a trophy. <laughs> so we look out there, and there's about 600 hay bales between us and him. And so we're like, I said, Reed, you see that? You said, go. He's like, yeah. I was like, dude, honestly. I think if we want to kill that goat, we can. I was like, "It's up to you. This is your hunt. I don't even have a tag." I said, "Do you want to? Do you want to end it the day we get here?" And I can't remember. You were just like, "Yeah, let's do it." Or did you check the goat out, or how did that work? Well, we we scoped him. You know, I I was using your six five, so we had a nice scope on it. Yeah, and checked him out, binoed him out, made the decision. And that's what uh, coming back to hunt with somebody, man, it makes those decisions so much easier. Oh, yeah. You know, it's kind of like co-writing. If you yeah. write one by Co-hunt. yourself. Yeah. yeah. If you're writing one by yourself, you don't have anybody to question you, you yeah. know, and, and so it could push you to make, you know, a better decision. And, and that's kind of what happened there. We talked it out and we worked from hay bale to hay bale and we were probably 700 yards from him. And we got down to two, I think I shot him at 260 Sick. behind hay bales, just going Sick. from, and we had GoPros and dude. It's, it was incredible. It was incredible. But the whole point of, of me saying that is once we got, once we got on top of this antelope, we're exhausted. You know what I mean? We'd just driven 19 hours and just worn across the country pretty much, just worn out. And we get up there. Slept in the truck that night. And, man, that sun's going down, and it's purple and pink. And, you know, you're starting to – I mean, you, you question – I mean, you question everything on these hunts. You question your time away from your family. The money you spend. The money you spend, the investment, you know. And then sure. when you get up there and you're in that moment – and it's just quiet, and that wind's blowing, and that sun's going down, and you're sitting over this beautiful animal, man. To me, that's what—that's why we hunt. That's right. Know? That's exactly right, dude. And that's what it is, man. I think that's—if people could feel it, if they could be a part of it more, yeah. I think— as, And I'm saying for people who maybe don't get it or—you know what I mean? I, I think they just need to try it. You yeah. know what I mean? Just just go out there. And I'm not saying you got to shoot anything. You know what I mean? I'm saying go out there and just enjoy the woods. Enjoy Watch what God's given up. us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Enjoy his creation and, and, and all that. And just, you know, you, in, in today's world, like, it's hectic. It's it's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things going on. You know, you, you have TV, you got social media, you right. got all kinds of things. And it's like, you want peace? Go somewhere it's quiet. Man, you know I what agree. I mean? Go out there in the woods, sit down where it's quiet, and just just enjoy that. Because, I mean, there's a lot of... there's. There ain't nothing better than, you know, more peaceful to me than being out in the woods. I yeah. completely agree, man. 
Yeah. Completely agree. Well, dude, thanks for coming on and hanging out with us, man. I know we took a lot of your time. It's kind I've of enjoyed li- every bit of it. Living it here, man. We appreciate we appreciate what you stand for, and we appreciate y'all's y'all's stance on on hunting and the ethical way to do it. And uh, it's great for guys like us starting a brand like yeah. the Brothers Hunt and trying to do this thing, you know, ethically the way we hunt, you know, yeah. the right way. Well, it's, you know, we're on board with you boys, and I mean, we appreciate we that. support you guys. Well, we do too. Well, thank you. It's it's nice to look up to you guys and see you doing appreciate it the way you're doing it and, and do it and the right to, way. Yeah, and doing it the right way, and 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 that's something we you know we try to take into ours. So we appreciate that for keep sure. Ro- keep rocking. Keep educating, scuba. Make sure, keep, make sure keep growing got, that beer. Make sure you got that uh, lens and focus. <laughs> Don't get too caught up in the moment. <laughs> Thanks for coming on and hanging out with you us, man. Thanks for having us. Can't right, wait bro. to write a song next time, right? That's right. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's already what? on the book. Single. Don't you think we should write like maybe a song called That's Why We Hunt? I mean, he said Seems that right. earlier. Are you trying to get in this? I've already got it, dog. I've already got it, dog. We're going to write four that day. bait and switch on you. Thanks for coming out, man. We appreciate y'all. Headhunters. Yeah, headhunters. Check them out. Nate Hosey. Randy Birdsong. Scuba. Scuba. Stephen Phillips is his real name. Stephen Phillips. Scuba is what you know about. Do you have a photography page or anything? No, just my personal. What are you on Insta? SP underscore. Oh, he put an underscore in there. Had to. SP underscore Phillips. That's it. If you could hunt one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Anything that has wings. Okay. He's a wing guy. He's a wing guy. Anything with wings. Like, so you would totally give up deer for turkeys. I mean, I wouldn't give them up, but. If you had to. I mean, turkeys, dove, quail. Really? Yeah. Ducks. I don't know that I've ever shot a wild quail. They're fun. They're fast. <laughs> Not wild quail or not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I hit one with a baseball bat. One. All right, all right. See you. See you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>